feature. Track. Hey, peace, family, and welcome to The Trap. I'm Jay Morrison, and I want to introduce you to my new podcast, How to Beat the Trap, Episode Zero. This is an introduction um, to something that could be game-changing and revolutionary for how we as a culture and how uh, Americans and how global citizens uh, approach dealing with systems and get inspired and educated on how to overachieve some of America's most infamous traps. A trap is defined as a program or system designed to entice or entangle you, but secretly for the benefit of another. Let me repeat, a program or system designed to entangle you, right? Trap you up or entice you or lure you, but it's secretly designed to benefit another. So let me break that down. Um, During my lifetime, I was born into poverty and I was on welfare, uh, WIC, Section 8. I was born to a teenage mom. Uh, My teenage mom was nearly forced to have an abortion with me, but she got off the abortion table to have me. And we went through the government systems, right? And sometimes in government systems, uh, many of us fall into the trap where we think that we should stay on that system, have the government take care of us, and then we never uh, progress on our own, right? So my mom didn't fall victim to that trap. She always uh, excelled and pushed herself um, to do better. But during my journey, uh, my family came from not just poverty, but from a culture of what we call the corner trap, right? Hustling, selling drugs, making moves, um, kind of cutting corners uh, through life to make a way. And so I was introduced to that through my entire family. My stepfather was a drug dealer and he was a robber and he served time in prison almost 13 years. My biological father who left when I was about three months old and who I didn't see much growing up and actually uh, spent time selling drugs with as a teenager, um, he was caught in the trap. My grandfather was a drug dealer. My uncles and aunts were drug dealers. And so I fell victim by 15 years old. Actually, I would say my first time selling drugs was in sixth grade. I sold my first bag of weed in sixth grade. So that's about, what, 11, uh, 12 years old. And so I was falling victim early to that trap and ended up being a 10-year drug dealer from age 15 to 25 years old. Uh, spent countless hours on the corner, right? I'm from New Jersey, standing on a street corner with Timberland boots on and a big puffy coat, wintertime, um, even through high school, selling drugs all through the night, selling drugs even to family members. Uh, things that I would call embarrassing today were like a rite of passage as a teenager, right? And so I was... um. An excellent drug dealer, actually. I I did quite well for myself. By 17, I had made over six figures and um, had got caught in the corner trap and thought that was my way out, that all my talents, gifts, charisma, um, that all what God gave me could only be used to sell drugs. And I was literally caught in what we call the corner trap. That led me to be a three-time felon in three different states and serve two and a half years in prison by 21 years old. So many of us fall victim to what we call the corner trap Um, depending on our life's journey and circumstances. And so I dropped out of high school at uh, 16 years old, my junior year in high school. I was frustrated uh, with life and things that were going on in my home. I went through emotional abuse and physical abuse. 
Um, at seven years old, I was sexually abused, right? These are my real life circumstances. And so at 15, I remember feeling depressed going on 15, 16 years old. And I dropped out of high school, hit the streets and was selling drugs full time um, and left home. I actually ran away from home, was selling drugs full time, had no money in my pockets and was relying on the corner to, to feed me. I thought that um, basketball and sports would be my way out. And um, that college would provide an opportunity for me. But I had made so much money as a teenager that um, no one could tell me anything. And I did go back to an alternative school and graduate from a, a vocational program, um, but skipped college and only used college as an opportunity to uh, get introduced to girls. And I uh, went down to Morgan State in Baltimore, never enrolled, but um, was caught in a culture trap where I was 17 years old. I had a big old bag. That's money, if you don't know that, that lingo. And... Um, I was just uh, being a player and just having new jewelry and spending money on clothes. And I was caught into what we call a culture trap, which is a trap that was perpetuated from the pimp industry and pimp days onto the dope boy days, right? Onto pop culture, hip hop culture, which has taught us to blow money fast, which has taught us to spend it like it's our last, which has taught us that uh, conspicuous consumption, right? I want to be as loud as I can as I, as I spend money. And the more money I spend and the more things that I consume, the cooler I am and the more clout and credibility I have by how much I can consume. Not by how much I can produce or create, but how much I can buy. And so I was early in my days caught into the uh, culture trap. And I was listening to Jay-Z as my mentor growing up as a teenager and Biggie and, and Puffy and Snoop Dogg and Tupac and everyone else. And so um, I thought early that um, what I could buy, and even early later on in my life, after transitioning from the streets into real estate at 22 years old as a loan officer, and then making my way full-time into real estate by 25 years old when I left the corner, um, I made my first million in real estate by age 27 years old, became a millionaire. But my habits died hard, my old habits died hard, and although I was a legitimately a millionaire and making legitimate money, I was still caught in the culture trap where I thought that I was I should be balling, right? Jim Jones was out balling and blowing money fast. And so I was consuming things, buying jewelry, buying all drinks on me, buying out the bar, uh, flying women in and out, buying new cars. And that culture trap consumed me. Remember, a trap is something that a program or system that is designed to entice or entangle you, but secretly for the benefit of the, another. So you have to ask yourself, what system was there? How did it entice and allure me? And who did it benefit? The system was a system of uh, corporate consumerism perpetuated and marketed by media and hip hop culture. And it was designed to benefit the corporations that helped to lift up and use celebrity sports figures, hip hop stars, to say, hey, I should be buying Versace, I should be buying Gucci, I should be buying Fendi, I should be buying Burberry, I should be buying more diamond chains. And it really didn't benefit me, although it enticed me, although it wrapped me up and entangled me, but it really benefited the corporations I was consuming from more than it benefited. It benefited their last name, the Gucci last name, the Louis last name, right? The Vuitton last name, but it didn't benefit the Morrison last name, right? So I was caught in what we call the culture trap. Peace family, it's Jay Morrison, and I wanna invite you to make history with me by joining the waiting list for this first of a kind 
video textbook. That's right, an interactive video textbook experience that will allow you to learn real estate in seven different ways. This book was designed by me to help you become a real estate power player in real life. All you got to do is join the waiting list right now. I'm going to give you a free 20-minute mini lesson plus business plan and workbook to allow you to begin your journey in real estate and learn how to become a real estate entrepreneur. Guys, I started 20 years ago. This is my 20th year of victory lap in the real estate industry. I started as a loan officer at 21 years old, making a lowly 30% commission. And now I've worked my way to become an international fund manager of the largest black-owned real estate crowdfund in the history of America. Guys, I want to give you the game and show you and teach you real estate in seven different learning styles through this interactive, first-of-its-kind video textbook. Join the waiting list today. Um, same as, if we back up, to the corner trap. So the corner trap, uh, the American government, they let the drugs in, right? Reagan let the drugs in. We didn't go and get the drugs. They let the guns in. And so they told us that the street corners was going to be our way out. And it enticed us that at 16 years old, as a somebody coming as a high school dropout and living homeless, that me selling crack, even to friends, friends' moms, aunts, uncles, and people I used to look, look up to, that by me selling crack, I could free myself financially. So it seemed like that the corner was going to benefit me, but really what it was benefiting is the opportunity to entice and entangle me to be a prisoner, slave, offering and um, contributing to free labor, which I did, or cheap labor, right, as a 13th Amendment loophole for the American government and corporations that support the American government. I know that sounds kind of complicated. Let me explain. At 19 years old, I was in upstate New York after they offered me three years to life in prison for getting locked up for the first time as an adult with a quarter kilo of coke and a loaded 38 handgun. They offered me three years to my life in prison. I pleaded guilty to one to three years. They shipped me from Rikers Island to upstate New York. And in upstate New York, I would cut down trees, literally with a, they had, they had uh, correction officers with big, big, big shotguns looking over us as we cut down trees with, with saws and chopped down trees with axes as inmates for 13 cents to 33 cents a day, right? As lumber tradesmen, where we literally, literally should be getting paid probably 13 to $30 an hour, we were getting 13 to 33 cents a day, free labor. How'd that happen? It happened by a system enticing and entangling young men especially, and young black and brown men especially, that the drug trade was going to be our way out. And that the drug trade also was uh, attractive to us because it could give us the kind of capital and money we needed to be consumers. So the corporations benefited from our consumerism. Corporations benefited from our free and cheap labor. And the American government benefited by the lobbying and contributions these corporations made to their political campaigns and to this overall system, right? So this is all part of, right, the corporate trap, the uh, which I'm going to expound on some more, the corner trap, the culture trap, and even the correctional trap, right? So the corporate trap also told us that many of us should go to school, get good grades, and get a job. Hey, if we're lucky, get a good government job. Well, um, I fell into that trap even as well, where after making money and making millions, I blew money fast, went bankrupt, and my exit strategy at that point, I gave up on entrepreneurship for about a few weeks. And I literally was going to just go get a corporate job, 
in a local government job as a fireman, in a, in a corporate job, if you will, as a merchant seaman, and I was going to give up being an entrepreneur because the corner trap, the culture trap had disappointed me. One of my mentees actually pulled me out of that, that corporate trap and said, yo, having a job ain't you. Um, you know, you're better than that. You shouldn't be shoveling fish guts on a boat. As I'm knocking anybody with a good job or merchant seaman or whatever, he was saying, squeeze your gifts and potential. Don't give up on your opportunity of entrepreneurship just because of some shortcomings and failures. So I would end up climbing back out of that, getting back into real estate and um, almost got sucked into the corporate trap. I did a little bit as a hybrid as I began a career as a realtor with Sotheby's International Realty. Although I was a 1099 contractor being self-employed, I still was under the rulership, if you will, and governance of this international luxury real estate company. Actually, they're the top leading luxury real estate company in the world, Sotheby's. And under their brand, they would try to pigeonhole me to only market luxury real estate as I was getting more into social activism and more into empowering our culture, bridging the gap between real estate and pop culture. Until one day, the owner of our prominent property, Sotheby's Branch, had a conversation with me and said, hey, listen, we're going to have to part ways because I've seen you trying to be a spokesman for the black community. And although you're familiar, comfortable with that, I'm not. You got to make a decision. And so I walked away from that corporation, which gave me a lot of credibility because it was one of the top companies in the world. I was a celebrity realtor. I was on NBC. I was on Today Show. I had a multi-million dollar French chateau for sale in the world's, excuse me, in America's richest zip code, Alpine, New Jersey, right? I was doing my thing under this corporation, but I had to leave that corporation and get true independence by building my own brand, my own company, my own enterprise, which I did back in 2012. And so again, I was almost caught in the corporate trap. So how's that work? The corporate trap says, hey, leverage our company, our systems, our brand. Come exchange your time, your talents for an hourly wage or some kind of commission, right? In exchange for your gifts and don't build systems in a brand and something transferable for you and your legacy. Build that for us in our last name in exchange for this check and for that job. Now, that's fine. We need employees. I don't employee shame, but you shouldn't be stuck only being employee and never focusing on how you can build a legacy for you and your last name, right? So even as an employee, you got to find a balance within that corporate trap. So remember, a trap is something meant to entice and entangle you. So when you're starving and you're hungry, your family got to eat, that nine to five check looks real good. And it's enticing and sometimes it's needed, but you can't let it entangle you to where you can't find true freedom and independence for yourself, where you can't find true equity appreciation for yourself and true value, right? And you're minimizing your gifts. So this podcast, I'm telling you a little bit of my story, but what we're going to be doing is focus on a story of others, other amazing people, other extraordinary overachievers and influencers who have beat some of America's most infamous traps. And we'll be able to pull some games, some blueprints, some roadmaps, some strategies, and some inspiration from them in their journeys that you all can apply to, and we all, because I'm going to be listening too and learning too. I'm always a student. We all could be learning and being inspired by their journeys and figuring out how we can avoid or beat any of the traps that we face or currently we might be in. So I want to use this podcast as a platform and opportunity for you guys to 
um, bear witness and to identify some of these traps that we commonly don't think of, such as the correctional trap or the corporate trap or the cultural trap or the corner trap, and some traps that um, I might even know that might even come out. But there are a lot of things that are against us as we are all working our way towards legacy, towards wealth building, financial freedom, independence, and just maximizing our gifts and time here on earth. Sometimes that corporate trap, or excuse me, that culture trap makes you think that life is all about money and we forget about service and purpose, right? I was caught into that as well, where I thought it was all about me. Although I was making money legitimately in real estate and other business ventures, I had not found my why, my purpose. And when I found my purpose, it really freed me from the culture trap of consumerism. It freed me from the corporate trap. It really propelled me to see that my life was really about how can I impact others? And that was my truest legacy. Because if I'm able to empower you to live a better life, now my legacy lives through you. Your actions, your work, your contributions to the world are all a part of my inheritance. So I want this podcast to be another legacy opportunity from me to you. Because if this podcast can inspire you or give you gems or point you in the direction of other mentors or folks that can help uplift you and change your life, you'll now remember that you met your newest mentor through the podcast, through Jay Morris's podcast, How to Beat the Trap. So this is a legacy builder, an opportunity for all of us. Um, guys, we're going to be talking about uh, some of these traps that they built. We're going to do some trap translations for some of these folks. We're going to see, um, you know, where have... And what have they done for trap cheat sheets so we can learn from some of their mistakes? And so we're going to be looking at uh, different angles and obstacles during these interviews and really digging in to these amazing overachievers and what they've done in their real lives that we all can be inspired by. So this is episode zero of How to Beat the Trap. I want you guys to buckle up, uh, get ready for the journey, and understand that once we know better, we can do better. Um, and none of us have to be trapped forever. Right, we're all going to face things in our lives. Um, I faced them in my life. I've had all kind of ups and downs, and I'm still learning every single day along the way. And so, this is a learning opportunity for us. Um, and we want you guys to share this platform. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe for sure, and make sure you let friends and family know that there's something new out here for us. And this ain't about just trappers, dope boys, gangsters, and drug dealers. This is about you know. Folks from wage earning class and corporate traps, folks who've been through the college trap, right? College has taught us that we should take on these massive student loans for some imaginary guaranteed employment. When we found out recently that many folks go to college, uh, leave out with a degree, but still can't get a job or still can get the kind of job or career that they deserve or they thought they could earn, right? So education has been a trap. Well, how has it enticed us? Well, they made you think that by taking on the student loans and by getting this bachelor's or master's or associate's degree, that there was some kind of guarantee on the end. But who benefited from that? Well, the American government and corporations who started charging you interest on those student loans, the colleges who themselves make millions and billions of dollars, right? They made us all think and they marketed all through middle school and high school that you got to go to college. Like it's some epitome of education. Well, we all know folks who might have got education on YouTube, who make more than a guy that graduated from eight years of college, right? So education is important, but college is not the only mechanism and vehicle for you to get educated, right? So college has been a trap for us, as it has many people going to debt, um, uh, really reversing the 
thought that they would be super successful and now have actually went underwater financially because of all the debt they, that, that they are secured um, in college. So we want to help you guys avoid some of these common traps. Uh, as my brother Derek Grace says, you want to you unlearn, right, and relearn. And we're going to do exactly that on this podcast. So this podcast is designed to help all you guys uh, beat, supersede, avoid, and overachieve through life's traps. Again, I'm your host, Jay Morrison. I thank you guys for joining me on this uh, journey. Look forward, uh, I look forward to you guys subscribing and for us to uh, bring some amazing minds and amazing stories and amazing experiences right here to the trap. Peace. This podcast is sponsored by The Legacy, Legacy Center, Center in Atlanta, Georgia, a.k.a. The Black Your House. Legacy's here. Welcome to The Legacy Center, a 30,000-square-foot Class A office space event and media facility. We are equipped with over an acre of outdoor space on our beautiful lawn, 20,000 square feet of warehouse and studio space. From fashion shows to baby showers, use our space to incubate your business, host your event, film your production, comedy shows to seminars to conferences to weddings. The Legacy Center has all of your event needs covered. We offer high-speed internet through the building, TVs with webcams for live stream access, private offices for small businesses, an upscale classroom, a cafe, and sleek conference rooms. Schedule a tour with us today. Visit us at www.legacycenter.com. You are the leader and the CEO of your last name.